No, we've definitely got to talk about this. Yeah, uh, yes, it's it's important. No one else is talking about it. A lot of people consider this to be fantasy, but it's reality. And, and I think everybody needs to be prepared because clearly members of the Senate are being prepared. Hi, everybody. Brian Sussman here. Brian Sussman Show. Faith, Family, Freedom. Thank you for joining me. Let me get to this story. Have you ever heard of an EMP? It's a it's electromagnetic pulse, EMP. It's something that could happen if a nuclear bomb were exploded high above, you know, the earth's surface. An electromagnetic an electromagnetic pulse would be sent across a broad and vast area like a shockwave and it would knock out everything electronic. Anything involving electronics would, generally speaking, be knocked out. That's everything, of course, from your computer to your cell phone to electronic gadgets you may have, including those in your car, just completely knocked out of commission. It's this, and it's not pie in the sky. This is for real. This is for real. Now, there's the EMP, the electromagnetic pulse, and there's something called the CME. That's a coronal mass injection, CME. A coronal mass injection is, is very rare, but it does occur. It's when the sun erupts with a major, you know, the, the sun is a big ball of fire. It's constantly exploding. And, and every once in a while, there are these big bursts of energy that go forth from the sun and they hit, hit the world. They hit, hit the earth. And the magnetic field around the earth is highly impacted. And again, anything electronic goes berserk. The first recorded example of this occurred back in September, well, in, on September 1st, 1859. So we're going way back. There was a British amateur astronomer. His name was Richard Carrington. He was observing the sun and he was making careful drawings of the massive solar flare that he observed on this particular day. You know, he's looking at a telescope and he's, he's got all the proper equipment and he's able to look at the, the sun in this particular fashion and he sees this huge solar flare. He made note of that. And less than a day later a coronal mass injection, CME, arrived on planet Earth and caused spectacular auroral displays. Have you seen the aurora borealis before, the northern lights? I hope sometime in your lifetime you're able to because it is so supernatural. It just gives you a greater appreciation for this Earth on which we live and the universe in which we live it's, it's, you've just never seen anything like it. Um, so they had all these spectacular auroral displays, but, but when the CME arrived, it affected telegraph equipment. Telegraph equipment back in 1859 was the method of communication of the day. That was as high tech as you could get. You could use a telegraph, you know, There was a code, and you would send the code along these transmission lines 
far, 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 far away to another city, it would be received, decoded, and you would have communication. Well, telegraph equipment on, 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 in, on September 2nd, 1859, went berserk. Literally, some of the telegraph equipment, uh, equipment caught fire. So that was a natural CME. And these things have happened, you know, many times since then. There was one CME that struck the earth. It was a major event in 1921. And it, it impacted Australia, Brazil, France, Denmark, Japan, the UK, New Zealand, and to a lesser extent, the United States. There were disruptions in telephone and telegraph equipment. In fact, I'm reading something here from the International Business Times on this, it was October, let me see here. Um, well, here's, here's the article, forget the date. It's from 1921. A telephone station in Sweden burned out. A New York telegraph operator claimed that he was driven away from his instrument by a flare of a flame which enveloped the switchboard and ignited the building. And telegraph lines in France seemed possessed by evil spirits. The event even touched Australia with the Argus reporting disruptions to telephone services between Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane. Again, that was a CME. So a, a massive CME could shut down significant portions of the world's electrical grid. We, we know this to be true. But an electromagnetic pulse emitted by a nuclear explosion is very different. Now stick with me here. You're wondering, where are you going with this? Well, I think there are people in Washington, D.C. who have inside information that something may be going down with an EMP. I'll get to that in just a moment. But these electromagnetic pulses could be emitted by a nuclear explosion high above the Earth's surface. So, no buildings would crumble people on earth wouldn't die from the blast it wouldn't be anything like the the horrid uh, films that are still available to be viewed from Hiroshima nothing like that this would be above the ground I don't even know if we would hear it I don't know how that works but certainly the effect that we would experience would be widespread outages with everything electronic I mean an EMP travels hundreds of miles from in, in, a, in a radius out from the center of the nuke. A voltage potential of more than 50,000 volts per meter. It's just an incredible amount of energy. I mean, this is enough to permanently damage semiconductor equipment. This could take out power plants. This could cause dams to um, not work properly. You can just go down the line with all of the things so you'd have electricity off. Well, what happens when the electricity's off? It's, it's more than just air conditioning. Think of people in hospitals. Boy, if they don't have battery backup, they're hosed. Think of all the critical infrastructure, everything involving not just your electricity, but even, even water. And all the safeguards we have to keep our infrastructure running smoothly so that chaos doesn't ensue. It's, 
then, then, okay, let's see, so you got the, the damaged electronics. But there's also a third phase, which is slower and longer. It, its target is thousands of miles of high voltage power lines. So one gets hit close to the blast. Well, guess what? That electronic wire, that high voltage power line, will serve as an EMP antenna. And so you'll get these incredibly high voltage surges going through all the lines and taking things out thousands of miles away, possibly. You know, there's, there's been, and I've been reading about this forever, for many, many years now. It's a scenario that an enemy, some people in the past have said it could be Iran. Uh, some are now saying, well, it could easily be China, maybe Russia. I mean, there are a lot of bad actors out there who do not like the United States of America and the West at large. But an enemy might launch an EMP nuke high over the central United States in an attempt to shut down the nation's electrical infrastructure altogether. And you'd have communications networks, computers, controllers, everything running stuff from traffic lights to emergency vehicles to, to even satellites above. So it wouldn't necessarily kill people directly, but its side effects certainly would. Again, critical surgeries, emergency room patients, um, losing power. You could be driving on a very, very busy highway and suddenly the street lights go out and the electronics in your car start to act funny, fail, miscompute, whatever. This is a doomsday-like scenario. It's been depicted in books, movies. Even the U.S. government acknowledges this in various unclassified reports regarding EMPs. But again, we have rogue states and terrorists that have nuclear capability. And if they wanted to put, if they just wanted to send a warning to the United States of America, seriously, I mean, consider what might happen if a relatively small atomic bomb is detonated several hundred miles over Kansas. The EMP from the explosion would cover most of the United States within literally billions of a second. It would be boom, over, Can over Kansas, whew, rest of the United States is impacted right now. 50,000 volts per meter. Unprotected electronics would be instantly rendered inoperable. Some of them would actually be hit so hard they'd start on fire. Now, we're told modern cars and trucks are equipped with EMP vulnerable. Uh, well, we, we're told that modern cars and trucks are, are impervious to this kind of thing. That's not true. They are equipped with EMP vulnerable microprocessors that control everything nowadays. I mean, everything in your vehicle's electric if you have, you know, a car that's been made over the last, what, 15, 20 years? Now, the vehicle's metal shielding might provide some protection. Maybe certain facets of your automobile would still work, but by and large, and I don't even know what it looks like for a highly electronical vehicle like te Tesla. Uh, Russia and China 
have developed EMPs. We do know this. Guessing Iran probably has as well. Okay, now let me get to the story. Let me get to the story. Members of the United States Senate, and I'm reading this over at Western Journal, members of the United States Senate have been offered satellite phones that will allow them to communicate in case of a man-made or natural disaster. CBS News has reported this. They say all 100 senators have been offered these satellite phones. Apparently, most of the members of the Senate have taken up the offer. CBS also reported that the phones were offered just last month as a means to, quote, ensure a redundant and secure means of communication during a disruptive event. Hmm. Senators who agreed to take the devices were urged to keep them close during travel. Now, it's not known exactly what type of satellite phones the lawmakers were given. Uh, and given the makeup of most of the Senate body, um, these things have to be very easy to use because when I think of high tech, I don't think most of our I don't think of most of our senators. I mean, seriously, not to be snarky or snide or sarcastic, but a, a lot of these members of the Senate are very old. I don't think of them as being high tech people. Um, and my guess is even in their personal offices, they probably still have a rotary phone or a push button phone. But I digress, as I often do during this podcast. I want to go to one more piece of information here. China has been developing, you know, China, it's a communist country with intentions. Uh, Their plan, of course, by the time their 100th anniversary arrives as a communist nation, which is what, 2049? They want to dominate the West. They've said this publicly. And we need to be concerned, but no one seemingly seems to be concerned about that. But they have first strike capability that could melt the U.S. power grid with an EMP. I'm reading a story here that I dug up from my archives. This is from June 2020. And the Homeland Security Department has an EMP task force. And back in 2020, they issued a very frightening report on China's ability to conduct an EMP attack on the United States. It's, China is, they're they're investing so much money on weather manipulation. They're investing money on military and weaponry and including these EMP weapons. And they have developed protocols to conduct a first strike attack, even as, of course, they deny that they would never do so. The Center for Strategic International Studies says that China has the most active ballistic missile development program in the world. That's why this is so doubly troubling. China has stolen U.S. technology. They don't invent anything of their own. They just don't. They... They're incapable of inventing anything, it would seem. But they're great at ripping stuff off when it comes to technology. But China has stolen U.S. technology to develop at least three types of high-tech weapons to attack the electric grid and key technologies that could cause a 
like a Pearl Harbor attack that could produce a deadly blackout, just as I mentioned, like that, to the entire country. They have a network of satellites, high-speed missiles, super electromagnetic pulse weapons that could melt down our electricity grid, fry critical communications. And by the way, if these communications were fried, it would take, it's not going to be days to restore things. It's going to be weeks or months. You're, you're looking at a situation where people could start starving to death because there's no food on the shelves. You could look at a situation where people can't get hydrated because the water has been turned off. You could be looking at a myriad of situations to bring this country to its knees. So what, what are we to do? And this isn't fake. EMPs are one of those things that many people think is fake or overblown. Conspiracy theorists dream. It is real. It can occur naturally, as I mentioned, or artificially through an attack. This is why, friends, I'm just telling you, uh, not to sound like a prepper, but I'm going to sound like a prepper because I'm one of those guys who's prepared to some degree for this kind of stuff. You got to be prepared. You really have to be prepared. You need supplies. Now think what those supplies might have to be for you, but you need supplies. You need to be self-sufficient. Whatever that entails, you need to be ready for something like this. I pray to God that uh, it doesn't happen. I, but there are so many bad actors out there who do not have America's best interest in mind. And there are, sadly are millions of them living here in the United States. Fellow citizens who do not have America's best interests in mind. I don't know if that entails, if I'm, if I'm implying collusion, I'm just saying we are, we are confronted by enemies, both international and domestic. God save this country. BrianSussman.com, that's the website. Brian Sussman's show on Facebook, Daily Doses of Inspiration, perhaps now more than ever. Brian Sussman Show on Instagram. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for listening. And until next time.